Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, dear us. Happy birthday to us. We're four, four years. Four years. Oh, we can finally say it now. Four more years. Four <laughs> more years. We did it. Hey, happy birthday. We're four years old. What is so what is the difference between our show and Haley's? So besides our show being six months older, all of us are potty trained. <laughs> no. You did the four years. Yeah. I did, I did like a year and a half. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> oh, good to God. All right, guys. So wait, does that mean we get to kick you out? No, 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 no. You get to like elect me. But like this is, no. I don't know. I don't want to. A no. dictatorship sounds too South no. American. It's time to go. Four years is over. Goodbye. <sighs> Bye, Lucas. Fine. Fine. Just disconnects leaves. <laughs> like, gone forever. Lucas is gone. And I'm taking the SoundCloud with me. <laughs> Unlike those other Pokemon podcasts. We, we just replace our hosts. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, switch them out, like, randomly. Like, is this Lucas? No. No, it's, this it's is the same Luke. one. It's the same. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Luke. He has a mustache. I'm... It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> to all of our listeners, it has been four years. We have all gotten together. We have worked our butts off. We wanted to give you guys something great. So for our birthday special. We're eating cake. <laughs> we are eating cake. That's fine. We can get Wait, cake. Do you have cake. I don't have cake. Buy cake. I can go get, dude, it's like nine in the morning where I'm at. I can go and get cake after we're done. Wait, for real? I can if I want. I'm a grown like cake, adult. Like cake's yeah. just down the street? Yeah, there's a bakery right down the block. I can go get an ice cream cake at the Ben and Jerry. Life is good. Mm. Japan loves bakery. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I got nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to all of our guests and all of our fans and everyone who's helped us out, we put out a list and we asked you to name some Pokemon y'all liked. And just, we'll talk about them. That's this whole episode. We got the list. Let's see if some of your favorites hit it. Chris, before anyone else starts talking, cue the music. This is our first Q&A episode. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So for our science news on this birthday, I decided to get something that's happy, something that's nice. So back in 2006, a couple of kiddos in New Zealand were walking around during a fossil hunt. And while they found a bunch of little crustaceans and stuff, they found a bunch of weird other fossils they couldn't identify. Well, over 10 years later, turns out they found a new species of giant penguin. Oh. Which I just think is really fun. Wow. Are they are they cuddly? Giant penguins. When you think of giant penguins, I assume you think something fluffy and cute. Think No. Really? What do you think of when you think giant penguin? Emperor penguins are terrifying. Imagine a foot taller emperor penguin. So it's five feet tall. Cool. It is thicker. Its beak is longer and sharper. Yeah. It is far more likely to stab you than it is to hug you. Also, think... bo bones aren't very cuddly either. I mean, you, you, you do know one of my bucket list items is like hug a shark. Don't, the shark doesn't like that though. I don't care. That's not nice to the animals. <laughs> You're the biologist, not me. Yeah, but the shark doesn't like it. At least rub it the right way. Rub it head to tail, not tail to head. You're, you'll thank me. You just said that on a podcast. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Phrasing? 
Yeah, yeah, phrasing. But it's okay, yeah, family oriented. I'm correct. If you touch it one way versus the other, it'll hurt. I promise. Oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> oh my God. Tell me about this penguin, Lucas. So, this penguin, again, we don't know much about it because it was recently discovered. Uh, we think it was somewhere between 27 to about 34 million years old. This thing was very, very big. And it got the name, uh, it's the Maori name is Waewaeroa, which means long legs, because it's just this big chunkin penguin that used to walk around and they might not have actually been all that chunky they might have been a lot leaner given the climate of new zealand currently and at the time it's not as cold there so they can be a little bit leaner they can be a little bit more athletic emperor penguins have to be that thick in order to like survive the cold but most penguins don't have to be because you know most penguins don't live in antarctica or anywhere cold for that matter what i need to know lucas is did the kids that found this penguin past that class i mean look this was back in 2006 that grade's been pending those kids have like jobs now and like families maybe they've just been waiting for their degree from this one class to to clear point is they got the penguin they got the fox. what's up nerds hey there okay. he is new zealand found ancient giant penguins don care to chime in on giant penguins i bet they're delicious fantastic hey, he's back i have i have i have science news okay what is your science news so um, there's a recent study that found by looking at DNA and ancient DNA that it was originally believed that Japanese people came from two different um, population migrations. Mm -hmm. And they've now depicted a third, which is actually the, mo the most dominant. And that third group actually comes from Chinese Han, somewhere around like 300 AD. Cool. So I thought that was kind of interesting to read like, oh, you know, because it's especially for for a culture that's so big on genetic lineage <laughs> you're like well there goes all of your theories <laughs> now with the, with japan with japan having living here and having talked with a lot of the people it is really interesting coming from an american background to be in a country like oh yeah my family's been here for literally a thousand years how long has your family been in your home country i don't know man like 30 leave me alone yeah no, my, my grandparents came to america 50 years ago <laughs> yeah it's like literally this is how my country is built sorry <laughs> but no that's really cool that the origins come from there i always love the idea of japan as being like you know what we're gonna make our own china well it was different than that so the first two populations are actually not related to those groups did they come from like the russia like in the north yeah so they think that there was a land bridge for the first group Mm -hmm. And the second group, because water levels were lower, they were able to get across. But this this last group, they think related to like Chinese Han. Cool. So Pokemon news. What I mean, I, I do want to say the strike is now over with Nabisco, so I can eat my Pokemon Oreo cookies if I had no, any, because they're not I here. Stand by the workers. They are they literally got what they wanted. Like they oh, already they? signed the Yes, it's over. They got oh, cool. it. Give the eat your cookies. That's how it works. Hooray. Strikes over. Eat your cookies. Done. We don't have to feel bad. I mean, people may scoff at it, but like I didn't let Lila or Haley buy those cookies. And they thought they could buy us off with Pokemon cookies, which caused a mm -hmm. bit of a caused a stir in a little bit of the American Pokemon community. What's actual Pokemon news? So they announced, I don't know, have any of you actually played the old uh TCG online game? No. Not like old yes now. i played it's, it on oh, game no, yeah Boy. i did take it no, no, no. oh no i'm the online one yeah, there's the, an online the, version it's like showdown but official yeah 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 I, I i did actually i played it for a little bit and i didn't yeah. like it leaves a little bit to be desired yeah they it, it are launching a new 
uh, TCG online app that is run by the, the Pokemon company, Pokemon Company International. And the trailer that they released actually looks pretty solid. What I haven't seen is it, I'm sure they're not going to get rid of everyone's collections and make you start from scratch and no, everything. You have, goes, you have to start over. over. You can't start over. They might. Uh, I mean, they could, but uh, I haven't seen anything saying that they're going to do that. And I feel like there would be a pretty big uh, commotion if that was the case. But have you met have you met Nintendo Game Freak? I don't think they I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. <laughs> and I'll eat my words if it if it comes up. Uh, elsewhere i'm not saying they will i'm just saying like have you met this company (laughs) only a little bit so uh, here's my thinking i think this partially came about because of the pandemic because again Mm -hmm. tcg has not been able to be played yeah well other other games are doing their um their tcg but i thought pokemon has been like i haven't seen it at the local stores as much as I've seen the other games. All the official tournaments are still on hold. Well, there has been there have been TCG Players Cups. Yeah, yeah, besides yeah, besides the online ones, but like all the in-person ones gathering are still Some of the Pokémon stores here have actually like like I like Osaka has like two Pokémon stores here that all, both hold like tournaments and stuff. And like the one that holds a lot of those tournaments and has the cafe and the one I really want to visit is closed whenever there's a state of emergency. Granted, it opens right back up after the state of emergency, causing a roller coaster effect up and down, up and down. I mean, I am planning on buying a bunch of good stuff. I'm going to be like throwing away, huh, I don't need these clothes anymore. Lucas, if you can get me the Pokemon fishing lures, especially the Kyogre one, I'll pay you twice what you paid for it. I will see what I can do with that. Because capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I will find you the Kyogre fishing lure if I can. I promise I will look for it. But yeah, that is really cool that they have the TCG online. Is there anything I'm, I'm Pokemon Go has like poodles now. Lots, yeah. Furfru came. They're doing Fashion Week. You can get the backwards hat, Crow Gunk, all that. Crow's got a little hat. Yeah. Um, Blitzel has like a little scarf thing. It's on. a, it's a tux. It's a bow tie. Oh, that's nice. That's what it is, or something. And Butterfree's got a got a ribbon or bow on her head. And um, oh, there's one more. Oh, uh, Sneasel has like a beanie and sunglasses. Oh, that's... Wait, why? Why? Because it's Fashion Week. Because he's a cool dude. He's chilly. But that's so Furfru come uh, has come, and they're actually they put in a new feature. Yes, they put in a new feature in the game where you can instead of hoarding one of every type of Furfru because there can be so many different styles, you can pay twenty five candy to change it to any of the ones that are available into your area which would be very handy so I can get rid of all the stupid variation hat Pikachus that are sitting in my box. <laughs> if they expand it into other Pokemon, I think they're testing it with Furfru. But in the keeping with the theme of them of uh, Pokemon Go giving us things way before we're asking for them, Zarud is coming into Pokemon Go because of the movie that's coming out. And the it's coming on mo- Netflix. Yep, yeah, on uh, October 14th. Yeah. Yeah. But Zarud's coming into Pokemon Go and the one currently where we are, like chronologically, the mythicals in the game is Meloetta. So they're jumping. I don't know how many mythicals to get to Zarud. But let's let's think. So Meloetta is what, Gen 5? Yeah. So Gen 6, what's the Gen 6 mythical? Hmm. Zeraora? Or is that Gen 7? Yeah, Gen 7 is Zeraora. Gen 6, who the dick it? What is it? What did that metal one? Magirna. Magirna. Magirna, yeah. Metal Girl. The one, I hated that movie. It was so bad. 
Yeah, but Magirna's busted. Soul Heart is a stupid ability, and I love it. They're also skipping Volcanion. Yeah, and they're skipping Volcanion. That's right. Oh, Volcanion's so cool. Deancey. Uh, Yep, oh, yeah, six as yeah. well. Uh, Zygarde. So pretty. Zygarde's not a mythical. Oh, he's not mythical. Not, okay, no. not mythical. No, okay. Zygarde's just okay. restricted. Okay. He's 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 usable. He's just bad. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Let me get good. Punches yourself to fifty percent. Okay, that's better. Oh no, ice. Ah, oh, it hurts. <laughs> it's too cold. Please stop. Me no like. <sighs> but um, I do stand by the fact that uh, Zarude is a terrible type. And Marshadow. That's also Gen 7 or 8? That's the same as Zero Aura. That's right. That's Gen 7. So, regardless, that's all cool and all well and good. But we have lots of Pokemon that we have to answer all of our fans about. Let's do it. Woo! Okay, so can I set some rules? Uh, Sure. Because we have a lot to get through. No mm-hmm. rules, just right. No. Outback sponsor us, guys, for real. I'll t- I'll shill I'll shill Outback Steakhouse um, if they'll want to sponsor us. That'd be a sick sponsor. So, Don, Bloomin' Onions, Don, this is for you. Let's let's just say we'll plan on. So, how many do we have? One, two, three, thirty-four, four, five, six, thirty-four. So, oh dear God, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. Why don't we plan on each one gets a minute? That's it. Okay. And like literally, literally, like it's speed round. So when I put together this list, uh, we did get some submissions that were things that weren't one Pokemon. You know who you are. Don't need to call you out. Yeah, come on. There you like instead of when I asked for one Pokemon, they just said all desert Pokemon or all the rat Pokemon or the, and it was like okay, good ideas for episodes there. Add it to the list. We did a whole. Did we do a whole rat episode with my Rodan episode? We did the electric rats. We didn't do like the yeah. normal rats. I thought we talked about Baidoof and stuff. Oh yeah, no, we did we did the rat episode too. Look at that. Again, it's been four years, folks. Some things get lost in translation. But I we also got lost in memory. In. We already got we also got people posting in multiple Pokemon. And so for you guys, I only took the first one you submitted. Mm-hmm. Cause that just seems fair. That's fair. That's a fair rule. If I'm gonna give our audiences just a few seconds to guess what they think the most asked Pokemon was. Guess. Just give him a sec. Everyone guess. So Waddle. No, it's 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 Gothic. It's um Gardevoir because she, okay. you know, because the internet's a terrible place. Everyone's waifu. I hate the internet. Sorry, but uh, you know, I'm not even gonna address it. I won't because I'm gonna say mean things. <laughs> well, it's Hoopa. Hoopa was the most designated, but the Pokemon we wanted that got asked the most. So that's neat. All right, we kind of divided this up into Pokemon we each kind of have a specialty in talking about or ones we want. So Hoopa, Madison, you're up. What do you know about Hoopa? Hoopa? Hoopa, it's a, it's a gin. That's it. It's a gin. Cool. What's uh, a gin? Possibly, so uh, a genie, right? Like like Arabic uh, folklore. Possibly the one in, from Aladdin because it has the rings, um, or b- the bangles around the wrist. Uh, same with the lamp idea that comes from the Arabic, like uh, Arabian night stories. Uh, and the, yeah. they're like trickstery, right? Like they, they like, they'll grant your wish, but also have some shenanigans. There's some hints that it's possibly related to some Hindu deities too, because of the six arms thing, the unbound version, but mm-hmm. yeah, but it's a gin. So next one. <laughs> yeah. We got to go through this one folks, because we have a lot to go through. So bear with us. Next up, we had Oshawott and Samrat next really got requested. Uh, Oshawott 
is an otter. It is based on a sea otter. Uh, sea otters are really, really smart. They're really, really cool. They are related to weasels. So keep that in mind. If you ever think of hugging an otter, it's a weasel. Bastilidae is the family. Yeah, fair enough. But but they're also super cute. Why did they give it a shell? They gave it a shell because that's, it. they have tool usage. That's what's really cool about otters is that mm-hmm. we'll actually use shells and urchins and other stuff to crack open. Like they'll get cracked open by rocks and stuff. So that's why they gave it a shell. They also have community. Yes, they they're do. also hateful creatures and they will bite you. Yes. Oh my gosh. They are so mean to each other and other people. Samurai is not an otter. It is a samurai seal, which is which is it. So apparently what happened was it was decided that Asha would be an otter. And the designers had issues creating a fully um, evolved otter that like was cool because they kept trying it. And they're like, well, do what looks cool. And they tried doing the final form. And they're like, this looks awful. And so uh, Yusuke Omura, uh, he was a, went to see real life otters at an exhibit, but then got distracted by the sea lion. An even more hateful creature. And then was just like, you know what? Ashwat's going to become a sea lion. And that's the story of how we got Samurai. Naturally. It's it's literally that meme with it's the boyfriend looking at the girl that's sea lions. And oh, I, I always think of the uh, the Top Gear one when the guy's like, this is brilliant, but I like this. <laughs> Keep in mind, these it still needs a fighting typing. I don't care what anyone oh, says. 100%. Samurai deserves the fighting time. You had a whole episode to talk about why it needs fighting, Lucas. We're moving on to the next. Darkrai. Darkrai is the boogeyman. Do you know who the greatest boogeyman in cinema is? John Wick. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Oogie Boogie. <laughs> also, um, Darkrai also has links to the Greek god Morpheus, who is the god of dreams and sleep, which is what Darkrai does. Put you to sleep and make you dream. But then he got nerfed, and now he can't. <laughs> it's also worth pointing out that Darkrai puts you to sleep and gives you nightmares, but he doesn't want to hurt you. Only 50% of the time now, because Dark Void is bad. Oh. So next we have Breloom, which is by far the most confusing Pokemon and one of the most unique, because it is a plant, animal, and fungus at the same all time. All the kingdoms together. It's a, it's a plantamogus. But not even, not all the kingdoms, just like some of the big boys, the, the big, um, the ones you can actually see. <laughs> throw, throw some bacterium in there. Yeah, you can see like slime molds. It can shoot bullets. It has spores and it runs around and like makes, I'm assuming little noises like Meh! as it runs around, jumps and punches things. I always imagined it kind of like a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, it's got kangaroo vibes, but stretchy arms. So again, when it punches, just Meh! punches, runs away. But I love it because it is, there's no other Pokemon, not a single one that has all three of these things combined into it. I think that is a phenomenal design. Brayloom is awesome. Paris. Paris is a crab and a mushroom. It's just a cordyceps. Zeraora is next. Zeraora is a thunder. Thunder, thundercat. Oh, okay. I needed to do that bit. It seemed weas- It seems weaselly to me. It, yeah, but the striping and stuff is added to that of a tiger. Like, it has the tiger striping. Isn't it Tigers based on a yokai? Stri- I mean, not a yokai. Um, a thunder god. Apparently, oh, it's based on multiple cool. different thunder deities. Really cool, really awesome, but it didn't get as much love because it was kind of later in the seven gen. I feel it's getting a lot more love with Unite now, which really nice. Next up, ooh, another red one on the list, Wabafet. It's a punching bag. No, it's a joke. It's a joke, right? Does it Wab- Wabafet mean something, right? Yeah, no, its Japanese name means something. It's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke about karma. What goes around comes no, around sort of deal. I thought it I thought it was um it was the name of a comedian. 
Yes, that was it. There or was this, a reference to a comedian. The reason yeah. why he has his hand to his head is there's a famous Japanese comedian that does the same thing. And I gotta say, and that, that was is like his prop. slogan, right? Like it was like his, it was like his punchline. I thought similar. It is a yeah. It's it's and similar enough not to get sued. You know, after the cadaver incident. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he like, did not sue them. Clearly, I mean, some people are nice and are like, you know what? That's really appreciative. Um, there's also the whole theory with. That like the little black eyeball bit on the back is the real Boba Fett, and the whole body's just like the the literal substitute. All I know is I don't like hitting it. I just don't. I don't want to hit it. It again. It is also based on the idea of karma of like what go what you put into the universe. The universe puts back a few times fold. But that just means if you hit the universe hard enough, though, you won't have any repercussions. Because if you hit Boba Fett hard enough, then there's no problems. Don with philosophy. Right next we have Lucario. So we've got a couple different things going on with Lucario. First one to talk about is boxing. I know we've already had our discussions that Lucario does know some kick moves. You're right. I agree. And we talked about him in the Egypt yes. episode. Yes. So boxing has been uh, has roots in Egypt. I think I saw about 3,000 years ago. Was that the episode where I made all the mummy jokes? Yes. I, <laughs> I hope the Egypt episode is where you made the mummy no, jokes. No, there because there was some stupid like B-list horror movie that I found. I remember that. Oh, no. I remember the Egypt episode. It needs to stop. Please don't. No, we have to keep going. It is. Oh a- we, will do a, we will do a Halloween episode where I'll talk about horror movies for too long. It was like Elvis fighting like zombies, right? Yeah, Bubba Hotep. Yeah. It's, no, it's not. It's a guy who thinks he's Elvis and a guy who thinks he's uh, John F. Kennedy in an institution that's actually being haunted by mummies. <laughs> What a terrible yeah. world we live in. A, it is a horror classic. I hate this planet. I love the animals in it, but you people make All right, it worse. tell us about Lucario. Sorry. So, other aspect, we have a little bit of myth, uh, mythological tie of Lucario with Anubis. And there, that, to me, just comes from all the aspects of it talking about being able to see people's auras. Anubis, when people went to the afterlife, weighed people's souls, whether they would move on. Um, your soul had to weigh less than a feather. But it was a special feather. It was a special feather. Yes, <laughs> you had to. It had to weigh less than a feather to to move on. So Lucario is able to. Or he fed you to the weird hippo crocodile monster. He fed you to hip out on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just call him Dave. Basically, Lucario just is analyzing people all the time and is too too judgy for my liking. But Don, you have written also jackals, so hit me with some jackals. Well, I mean, honestly, like it's really pretty. Um dead on i mean anubis is basically like a human's body with a jackal's head Mm -hmm. um jackals have some association with death they're sort of they're like sort of like the coyotes of like uh east like northeastern africa and like central asia kind of area um you know small wolfish sort of dog uh very clever good at like scavenging and kind of like staying in the shadows so it makes sense that they would be associated with death yes naturally they're also really pretty Oh, they are really pretty. They yeah. are pretty sharp looking. Yeah. Pretty. They have them at the Columbus Zoo. Um, Apom. Okay, so they, it is... I don't like this thing. Well, it's it's a reference to... Um, kind of. I, I tried learning this. Ahuizotl? Ahuizotl? Yeah, Ahuizotl. 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 Yeah, it works. It wouldn't be a Pokemon science episode without you mispronouncing something. No, yeah, I can't pronounce anything ever. Um, as seen by the Flaming Dice podcast. Um, so uh, it's an Aztec myth mytho creature. It has like it's um it's a monkey that has hands, and then a fifth human hand on its tail. 
Yeah, I don't like that. Is it not pleasant? I don't. Did you not see Detective Pikachu? Ah, uh, d- yeah, I don't like it there. Terrifying. <laughs> God, I missed that. That movie's so good. Okay, Crobat. All right, Crobat. I get to rail on it like episode one. Hate its design. Love that it's a bat. I like Crobat a lot now, Dude, actually. Lady, just this thing cannot it's fly. It's cuddly. Look at this thing. It is okay. It is based on predatory bats. It is just an extension of the Zubat of the uh, Zubat line. Again, predatory bats are amazing creatures. They use echolocation to find their prey. It is also based on the vampire bat, which has saliva that can kind of like tra- like keep the blood running, but also like make the pain go away, so they can lap up blood. Really cool creatures, but the design should not be able to fly. This thing is dummy thick, and its wings are basically shredded. Yeah, but okay, Dragonite can fly. Yeah, it's so true. Dragonite's magic, though. Dragonite's flying. magic. We've already talked about him. Episode one. He's a magic. Bat, a weird vampire bat, and it's so fast. Why is this chunky boy so fast? It's not like it's zipping it around. It was. Well, okay. It used to be fast, but now there's Aleki, and there's also same turn Tailwind, so the Cotton Ball is also now magically faster. true. <sighs> Fine. Well, that was my take. Sorry, y'all. If you really loved Crobat, you got me explaining it instead of the other ones. My bad. Next. Also, wait, they took away Super Fang from Crobat, and I'm mad. As you should be. Next. Alright. Spooky Boy, Blacephalon. Spoiler alert, it's clowns. Audible gasp. I mean, its signature move is a balloon popping, which clowns terrorize small children with at parties. Yeah. Clowns are one of the most feared things one of the most cited phobias chlorophobia what is it chlorophobia chlorophobia i I mean i like blacephalon but i would never want to meet blacephalon i just see like a trainer going to the ultra beast realm and blacephalon being like we all float down here (laughs) okay explodes in fire in your face (laughs) yes and then it It doesn't even finish the sentence we all float down Oh god, no. It is a clown, and we talked about it before the episode. Some people think clowns are scary, while other cultures like in South America still think they're funny. It's weird. But next we have a very good boy. We have a very good boy. We have one of the best boys. We have Spiel. Oh, I love Spiel too. Such a creative name. It's 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 <laughs> it's my kind of wordplay. <laughs> I know, I love it. It's simple, it's easy, it is based on a baby seal. If you want if I were to improve this. I can't because Pokemon has not even improved this Pokemon. Every other Pokemon has had some little tweak here and there. Sfeel just stays Sfeel no matter what you do. It's so perfectly round. It's a baby seal. It rolls on the ice and other Pokemon pick it up and throw it and it gets up and it's just fine. It's a cute boy. It is built to sell plushes. And of course, I am buying those plushes. Isn't it shiny form dumb though? It's a water type, so yes. It's shiny form could be better. Water type side shinies are usually bad. We get used to it, but... Yo, Gyarados, though? I said usually. Corsola? Shiny Corsola is gorgeous. Don't use outliers in my statistics, people. I'm just saying. Shiny Melodic? It's good. It's a great Pokemon. It could use a better shiny. Moving on to... uh, Oh, the Meltan line. Let's go. I wish I could use... I wish I could use Meltan's line in like actual competition because I love its design of just, hi, I am bulk. You are dead. It's awesome. 
So obviously the liquid metal, the most common thing people think of is uh, Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Yeah. yeah, Terminator. Liquid metal became really popular as that idea, but people have taken that idea and taken it a step further into real-world applications. There are people looking up liquid metal nanomachines that can help fight cancer or other problems. There are now liquid metals that function towards magnets that are able to like go into different places and expand and contract. Like fluid and all that, right? Liquid metal is also the name of that local metal band. It's always a liquid, or even a type of metal if you want to go deep into it. But I think it's really cool that they would take this and use it in Generation 8 because of the technology that kept going from the UK over the centuries. Albeit some of it was obtained through dubious means and terrible actions. But it is important to understand that... Also, yeah, their Pokedex entry from S.H.I.E.L.D. is metal if i may say so it just says they live as a group but when the time comes one strong meltan will absorb all the others in a vault yes the awesome. stro- only the Which strong is absolutely savage only the strong <laughs> all right we have obstagoon so roll all night lucas i'm going to lean on you for an animal in a bit but with obstagoon a lot of people because of the coloring like to say kiss uh but because of the uk tie with with Galar, I like to see it more as overall glam rock, as that was a genre that came out in the, that was sort of spearheaded in the 70s in the UK. And one of the ability that Obstagoon has defiant, to me, also speaks to glam rock because there was, uh, it played with a lot of norms uh, in the genre and also society as a whole with a lot of the makeup and, and costuming that was a part of glam rock. And it was sort of standing in defiance of a lot of, norms uh that had been set which is funny because it's dark normal also it's, all of its abilities kind of fit without like guts and reckless also sort of fit yeah the whole shtick but if you want to hit us with some badger facts lucas so the european badger doesn't get as much credit for being as cool as it is a lot of people like make the comparison haha the honey badger is just like crazy but the european badger is like super cute like no also weasel family also weasel family very good yeah but the thing with badgers is that they're all pretty tough and they're all really all badgers are savages yeah just because in fact you should be more scared of the european one because it looks so cute and cuddly in the pictures again it's all about optics how things look to humans dictates how we behave around them because the honey badger kind of lives with these harder tougher animals it has to kind of work against it the european badger keep in mind had to contend against wolves and bears in its heyday when they were still there on the island this thing is a lot tougher than people give it credit for there's also be lions yeah all right it's me again with another galler what's up uh so next is indeedy which we'll get this out of the way obviously there's ties with butlers and maids that's in the design but no way i think that there's also a it i think indeedy is a sneaky roman mon in roman mythology there are these deities known as lares that are guardians of the hearth and they are associated with carrying around drinking horns and in indeedy's dex entries it references its horns on its head the males pointing up females pointing down and it just seems like too too much uh notice is being put on the horns to for them to not be tied to this being also if you're looking at I believe it's Scottish folklore. You have other home deities called brownies that this could be related to, but uh, yeah, I think they put out like, don't you put out like butter and sugar for them? So they yeah. don't curse your family. Exactly. They come out at night and like clean the house and eat the stuff you leave out for them. And if you don't, then bad stuff, That's but a horrible uh, piece of blackmail. It's I, I love, honestly, I wish we had more like European style old fairy based Pokemon. Cause it's like, 
hey, fairy, I helped you. Why did you do this anyway? And the fairy's like, because it was fun. Why? And they're like, why? Oh, now you're on we fire. We needed a regional ditto for a changeling, but that's neither here nor there. I want that. My turn, Flygon. All right, so Flygon is a lacewing, which is the adult form of a antline, which is what Trappage is based on. Lacewings are cool little flying insects. They um, they fly around. You might have seen them. They're hippily green. Um, they have like very lacy looking wings. If you've ever seen like a, a little cluster of like looks like little pieces of thread with little dots coming up and like a circle, those are lacewing eggs. They have to lay them individually in a circle spaced out like that because the larvae will immediately eat each other. Lovely. Um, so they're sort of savages all the way down. Oh. <laughs> um, but Flygon is based on a lacewing, which is the mature form of an antlion, which are like I could talk about antlions for a long time anyway. Um, I, I hope they buff Flygon at some point. He's so great. Also, lacewings are predatory as well. So it's just all monsters. They're, they're literally all monsters. But they're good. They eat they eat like aphids and mosquitoes and whatnot. Oh, okay. I like them now. Anything that kills mosquitoes. Um, next is uh, also Don. Yes. So Murkrow. Um, not getting into witchy stuff, but also there's like like obviously big witch energy. Um, from Murkrow, but also it's clearly a crow. Um, it's got so corvids are the crow family, which also includes like magpies, blue jays, etc. They're very intelligent birds. They kind of have this sort of, um, they show up in a lot of folklore as being like mischievous, like especially crows and ravens. Partially it's because they're very intelligent. They'll trick other animals into helping them. There's some amusing videos online of uh, crows, like, you know, putting um, nuts and stuff on crosswalks so that cars will crack the nuts for them. There's a really great video of a crow that convinced, that like basically just pecks two cats until the cats start fighting each other. And it just sort of stands there and is like entertained. It doesn't really benefit from it outside of just general enjoyment. That's amazing. If you want, if you want more Corvid stuff, you could go check out our uh, our Galar episodes that we did when Sword and Shield launched because we talked about Corvids with Corvinite quite uh, quite a lot. Yeah, you know, a lot of these up we've already gone through. We've talked about before. All right, so the next one is Tangela. So Tangela is uh, the Sargassum seaweed monster, in part written by William Hudson. What's really cool is that. This seaweed monster shows up in a lot of anime and mythology in Japan over time, but it is not originally from Japan. It was taken by the British author, Hudson. And so this design just kind of spoke with um, the people of Japan because they're used to seeing kelp and stuff on the sea. And so it kind of got thrown into this design. There's a lot of really cool horror that you can see in current like manga and stuff in Japan of this creature, this withering twisted gooey mass of green that just lunges at you and you just die it's a horrifying monster like from what it is and then you just go let's give it little red shoes it's cute yeah little red shoes dunsparce next all right so dunsparce um i just like dunsparce a lot and i really hope one day it can be like sick um i'll, I'll keep trying to make it work occasionally um so there is a i'm assuming it's a yokai there's like a fat Japanese mythical snake thing called a Tsujinokoko. Tsujinoko. Yes, which translates to Child of Hammer, which is pretty badass. <laughs> um, it's this little fat snake thing that's described between 30 and 80 centimeters. So it's stubby, much like Dunsparce. Um, similar to a snake, but with a wider girth than long, which is kind of like Dunsparce. It has fangs and venom, unlike Dunsparce. Um, and they said they can jump a meter in the air and then they can jump again which is kind of like what Dunsparce does with his little wings. Uh, I think they can also live in holes in the ground. Also, they have a taste for alcohol, which I don't know if Dunsparce does, but that'd be kind of fun. And um, they're also, like, in some of the legends, they can swallow their own tail to roll around like a wheel. 
similar to like the hoop snake, which is like an American legend about like certain things like the, the mud snake and the rainbow snake, which they don't do, but it's kind of a fun myth about them. Also, I wish Dunsparce was better. All right, my turn again. Enough Dunsparce. We talk about Kabutops because it is based on my favorite, favorite Pokemon, uh, favorite animal group, the horseshoe crabs. Horseshoe crabs have been running around and skittering on this earth for over 450 million years. They are barely changed. They just keep on thriving. What really, what comes up a lot with Kabutops is people saying like, oh, it's probably the ancient ancestor of a Scyther. And I don't think that's the case. I think that Kabutops has what's called convergent evolution. Basically, where two organisms come up with similar ways of survival. Think sharks and penguins. Not too much in common with them, but... They have the counter shading that the black on top, white on the bottom. So I think that's where Kabutops' hands come from. It's not really based on too much else. I mean, there were giant sea scorpions and other horrifying creatures that lived in the deep ocean. But for the people who love Kabutops, you love a fine. I always thought like it was like a hum, uh, 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 a play on like the stuff that Anerith is based on. It's more of a play on um uh, the Kabuto is the name of the uh, the head the helmet of the samurai. So oh, that that's would actually, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's I knew also that. the samurai helmet uh, that we wear as well. So that's where the name comes from. Again, yeah. really cool. And what's fun about America and Japan and Asia is that the eastern coast of the United States and parts of Asia are the only places you can find horseshoe crabs. So when I show my teachers, oh, this is a horseshoe crab, they go, hey, I know this thing. But if you show it to someone in California, they're like, ew, gross, get it away from me. Really cool. All right, next. Archie, it's great. So possibly uh, Egyptian bull and calf idols, uh, possibly the uh, like deity, it's Hapis. Hapis, yeah. Maybe the uh, the Quillen, you know, that, that Chinese uh, horse thing. Um, conception of, you know, the first god also goes back to the Shinto gods, which we've talked about in person at some of the conventions. I'm not going to even try to say those names. Lucas, do you know how to say them? The uh... Give me a moment. I butchered those two, but it's... Uh, they, they summoned um, Azanami and uh, Azanagi, who are... Izanagi. Which is what, which is what uh, Papalkia and Dialga are based on. And also that it creates like the spear, which is the spear pillar tie in there um also the arc on the back may be released of uh, so was it it's um dharma chakra or uh baba chakra which is like this concept of reincarnation it's like a symbol in hinduism so next that's you again oh, that's ne- me necrozma cool. so necrozma um original origin form actually resembles like an angelic being right of light could be based on you know fall, fallen angel um you know, Lucifer, right? The bringer of light. Um, also, you know, Venus is the bringer of light who's associated with Venus, who's also the third brightest object in the sky behind sun and moon. Oh, cool. That makes sense. Oh, sun and moon and then Necrozma. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Sun so and the, moon and Venus. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sun and moon and Lucifer. Who brought us like yeah, anyways. Um, so the other thing is that as it turns into a dragon type, it could also be the legends of Mo'o, which is another Hawaiian thing to, about about stealing darkness. Before we get away from the Krasma, I do want to point out that as far as like if you actually look up the biblical text of what like angels looked like, 
It wasn't all wings and blonde no, hair. No, they're terrifying. Holy crap. Like the, the pictures of the, their descriptions, like for anyone who's not read it, is freaking like terrifying. The fact that like in they, my religion- they are worse, like, worse than Evangelion. Like when in my in the Christian faith, when we talk about the Gabriel coming to see the Virgin Mary to tell her about the birth of Jesus, we imagine this tight, conly light and telling her, be not afraid. But if you consider what the angels actually looked like from biblical perspective, Mary, stone cold, not being afraid of that thing. Oh, so um, I got that wrong there. The Mo'o, um, they're shape-shifting lizards, which fits Necrozma. Nice. So they're Hawaiian like like uh, entity that are shape-shifting lizards. Uh, next, oh, it's More Asia. <sighs> okay, great. So um, Kaparaja. Honestly, like the biggest ties there are, you know, uh, Britain coming in and taking over elephants as working animals, which is why like it's like a, a backhoe. <laughs> um, also, you know, there's a lot of those elephant uh, statues for deities in in like India and Thai art are made of copper, which which fits Kaparasha. So yeah. Also, isn't isn't Raja royalty? Yes. It also should be pointed out that while the British weren't went over and used them as pack animals, like in the very beginning when the Romans came, they brought elephants to Britain to, you know, make them into workers. So it's kind of this weird, like, back and forth that elephants actually did live in Britain. They brought the war elephants for a bit. Good times. It's not the first time elephants have been into Europe, stares at Hannibal. <laughs> we got Pikachu. Pikachu. And guess what? It's everyone's favorite mouse, Lucas. Yes, everyone's favorite mouse. I see so, it everywhere. Your favorite mouse is a big corporation? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, dude, no. every major corporation has a mouse. Like, every big one wait, is annoying. Wait, every corporation? Not everyone, but like the two of the... It, it should be no coincidence that the two largest... Some of the two largest media conglomerates on the planet have a mouse as the mascot. I should not have to point out that that's a little bit of a coincidence. <laughs> All right. Well, so personally, I have yet to find anything that ties electricity with mice. Uh, so unless you all have any other ideas, the only thing I can think of is because they talk because the it comes from the cheeks and other rodents store food in their cheeks. And so yeah, that's it. Pikachu stores electricity because it's a rodent. But I mean, back when I was in college, we had squirrels chew through the power lines and get electrocuted a lot. But what's it based on? It's based on a Japanese rodent, isn't it? I mean, it's based on, there are some Japanese rodents that could be based on. People have also linked it to the mountain pika, which does live out in Japan as well as in America. Very cool. Very cute. I mean, there's a reason why this thing is the mascot. It is cute. It is well designed. It is simple. You can recognize its silhouette. There's a reason why this thing is the mascot. It's just because it's that good. All right. Next up is... Uh... Trampa. Yeah. So Trampa is the um, based on Zhulong. Torch Dragon, who's a Chinese mythical creature who has the body of a dragon and the face of an old man. Drampa the Grandpa. <laughs> Are we not going to talk about Never Ending Story? Are we not? not yeah, no, no. That? I was going to say that. Like the Lucky Dragon. Yeah. So um, obviously the Lucky Dragon draws some inspiration from this creature, but it does fit the way that Drampa is nurturing and protective. Unless you bully that kid and then he'll burn your ass down. <laughs> Oh my god. It's so mean. Uh, next up, we have Oricorio. Thank you for submitting this one. We don't talk enough about this amazing Pokemon that was added to the Alola region. Uh, Oricorio, all four of them, are based on honey creepers. 
Honey creepers are a group of birds that will go around sucking nectar out of plants. Really, really cool because they do come in a lot of different beak varieties. It also has a relation to Darwin's finches because each island has a different one. And each one of the oricorios is usually placed in an area where it is strongest against the main type that's found there. Such a cool addition to the game. Nobody talks about it enough. Oricorio has some of the best lore built-in design of any of the Pokemons in the game. You can fight me on that one. <laughs> I will fight you. On bring that. it. Bring it, cameraman. Bring it. I got nature on my side. You got a lens. Next one's you. Yeah, it's Meryl. You know, Meryl doesn't, you know, get appreciated as much because of like, again, it got the huge power boost and like Aqua Jet. That was fun. It's used to Sap Sipper now. But like Meryl used to be well, like, Zoom oh. is freaking amazing though. Yeah, it is. With the, um, I, I keep remembering the old rumors when I was a kid, the blue Pikachu. Like yeah, the blue Pikachu. Blue Pikachu. This was basically, this Pokemon was like legend when you were a kid in the late 90s. But when mm -hmm. it came out, people were like, oh, okay, they kind of forgot about that as the time went on. I think it's a really cool Pokemon because it, it there are groups of animals called water rats. Specifically, there are some that live in Australia, which literally that's what they're they're known for. They're really good swimmers. They spend their lives in swamps and marshes. They don't really do much of anything except survive and scavenge of what they can. Really cool to see that they used another real world rodent. Other people have mentioned it kind of looks like a water molecule. I don't see it because a water molecule is made up of three molecules, not two. I don't know. Weird. I mean, I guess you could say the ears are like the hydrogen and like the body itself is like the oxygen. But where did that leave the tail? Maybe. Or like the the blue body and the blue tail part and then the white chest part. Okay. Maybe. Next. Weird. Next. Um, Absol is based on uh, Baizi, Chinese mytho creature. Uh, apparently it's like a white beast with a, one or two horns on his head. Not much is known about it. All right, next up, Steelix. You know, I'll, I, I, we already hosted something on Twitter about how its weight is like super light. When this thing yeah, is literally, it would float, right? It, 30, it wouldn't float. That's way lower, but it's still, it is 30 feet long and coated in metal. This thing should weigh a ton. No, multiple tons. Some people have it's, argued it's that aluminum. it's like, It's oh, aluminum. <laughs> like, I mean, even if it was aluminum, just the overall no, it's aluminum size. Foil. Aluminum foil. <laughs> the fact that it can just like, even aluminum foil would weigh something at that thickness. This thing has to be denser, has to be stronger than what it is. Steelix is one of the most terrifying Pokemon designs ever built. It is a giant worm snake that can bury. I wish it was better. I wish it was better though. It's so. Cool. I don't need it to be better. It already looks amazing. I know, oh but like, 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 I, I miss Mega Steelix because at least then it was somewhat useful. I mean, yeah, but like, it's such a cool Pokemon already. I guess you're right that it would be better if it had better stats. But well, oh it'd be my. better for it to like to use it because like it's super cool. You're right. Look at it's that face. Remember when no. Johto, when you're playing, you're like, oh, wow, let's go fight this very cute young gym leader girl with the steel type. I wonder what she has. Giant snake monster. Imagine that from a point of view perspective, just like, oh, well, uh, I, I brought my Cinequil and just Cinequil runs away. <laughs> I know that point of view, Lucas, because I played new Pokemon Snap and I had that Steelix hunting me through the mines. Oh, I remember that. Oh, good times. Anywho. Uh, next up, uh, Torterra. That's you. Oh, cool. Torterra's the world tortoise. Cool. That was easy. Next. All right. So, so Cradley, Cradley, whatever you want to call it. Cradley is a sea lily, which are a crinoids, um, subphylum Crinozoa. They are a phylum of the Echinodermata, 
which are your sea urchins, your sea stars, your sea cucumbers, all those tube foot bad boys. Um, crinoids are a bit more sessile. They have um, sort of feeding tentacles. They catch um, plankton and stuff out of the water. They are absolutely ancient. Um, they go back like before, like like mid Plesiozoic to Jurassic eras in the fossil record. Um, there are also 600 living species of crinoids, but they are absolutely like what you would call a living fossil. I think it's really cool that Pokemon had like the the bravery, the stones, if you will, to just kind of make this fossil Pokemon. I mean, uh, yeah, throwing in a T Rex is going to get you immediate love, but throwing in at that generation, honestly, some of the earlier fossil, some of the earlier fossil mods, I really like for that reason. Yeah, actually, actually, Lucas, I'm going to tell you, I went looking for this and I couldn't find the plush of it anywhere. Like they sold out of it. I'm, that's so good. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. People love because this thing. Uh, Haley now has a collection of fossil Pokemon plush. Oh, that's a good collection. Oh, also, the largest recorded crinoid stem was 130 feet in length. Holy crap! Imagine what? a crudilly that size. I mean, like, 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 wow! Can you imagine how terrifying that is? That's horrifying. They also you- have uh, five part. They're also an interesting because they are pentamerous, which means they have a five part symmetry to their body. Oh, weird. Alolan muck. Thank Recycle. you. Recycle. Recycle, uh, yo. Yo, I love this thing because it literally put the other muck in on an extinction list almost. We'll get to that next week. But oh my God, Alolan muck has such a cool idea. Uh, instead of just having a muck that absorbs toxic waste, have it absorb the most toxic of waste, but instead convert most of that waste into solid chunks of matter and kind of remove any and all smell. This is actually something scientists have been working towards a lot with things like nuclear radiation and other like very toxic forms of trying to convert it into something solid that you can actually store that wouldn't be released. I think the most common usage of some kind of technology is the the concept of giant air filters to like take the carbon excess CO2 out of the air and make it into solid blocks. I mean, that's one way of putting it together, but I think it's a really cool, again, just the colors. When you were playing this game, the colors just streaming along as you're playing it. Such a beautiful Pokemon. And the fact that it uses the crystals as claws, straight claws to kill you. Are you kidding me? Alolan Muck is hardcore. Love this thing. Oh, more Alolan. That's you, Don. Right, so let's keep it up. So we got Crabominable, which um, shares from quite a few. Um, I feel like it borrows from quite a few crabs, actually. So it has the... Um, it kind of carries on from Kerballer with the uh, the boxer crab, which is a, a really cool crab that has a uh, symbiotic relationship with the anemones where it carries them around on its hands and it uses them to punch its uh, the threats into submission. Um, it also has, because it's all fluffy and stuff, it has some similarities with the, um, the hairy crab, um, which is also called the Chinese mint crab, which is apparently delicious, um, but more so with the yeti crab. Which is a um, an extremely deep sea dwelling species of crab, about six inches long. Um, they're known for being covered with a silky blonde setae, which looks like fur, and they live around like deep sea hydrothermal vents. Um, they apparently use their hairy arms to collect toxins released from the hydrothermal vents, which is pretty neat. Pale and blind. They're blind. Why is something so hardcore such a terrible Pokemon by de- by fighting standpoints? <laughs> I will say, um, back in like Moon's, I think it was Moon series on a um, like one of the uh, wasn't what was it international challenges back then. Yes, I went, I went, went like twenty three and two with this super sick team. I was really proud of, 
and one of my only losses was to a Krabra was to a crab a team that was like Dialga. It was Dialga, Kyogre, Crabominable. Because I forgot Crabominable had Hyper Cutter, and it absolutely ran through my team because it was immune to Intimidate. That's crazy. All right, next up, uh, yay, Swampert. Oh, we've been so cute. People love the Mudkip line. It's been memed to death. We've been we've been threatened to talk about Mudkip on this podcast. <laughs> People have literally threatened us to like you talk about Mudkip or else. Yo, square oh up. Meet me at the next event. This this next year is the year of Mudkip. I love <laughs> so Mudkip. To that I one person it. who threatened us, this is what you're getting. We the whole line is based on axolotls and other amphibious creatures. Swamper- also Mudskippers. Yeah, mudskippers, buddy. Come on. Come I'm work. Come on. Leave. Let me continue. <laughs> let me work. No, we're gonna interrupt you because we're jerks. Ah, with Swampert. It's an amazing design from a water type standpoint because unlike a lot of the other starters, this one can survive out of water pretty easily from the dex range. Like this one is built to be like, oh, I can work through mud. I can come out a little bit harder. I did an entire series on this thing. It's such a cool Pokemon to have around because it took an organism that people love for being cute and then made it really, really tough. It's really hard to balance out that cute, tough thing from a design standpoint. Swampert is based. I love this thing. So did you did you ever see um, those literal Pokédex entries from Dorkly? Oh yes, I saw some of those. There's, those a, whole, were... there's a whole there's there's a whole episode for Mudkip line. It's amazing. Oh god, I love those. Those were fun. okay. Uh, uh, Mudsdale. Final two. So Mudsdale is based off a Clydesdale. Kinda duh. Um, Clydesdales are a was like kind of like a draft horse. Um, we talked about them, I think, in our they're the Budweiser we horse. We talked about them in our horse episode. We did. Fun fact, Bush Gardens used to have a bunch of those Clydesdale horses, but since yes, they, they, did. they died away, they broke away from Budweiser to become their own thing, and now the place that houses the horses houses the cheetahs. Sorry, fun fact. Keep going. That's neat. Um, Clyde, honestly, Clydesdales are a really cool breed. They're a Scottish breed of draft horse. They're huge. Um, they date back to the 18th century um, when Flemish stallions were imported to Scotland. Um, they were used mainly as, like, um, like you like towing heavy loads um draft power for like farming and hauling loads on the road now they're primarily like a carriage horse and also for budweiser um which uses a team of eight um part of their name stays from like um the river clyde which i guess is around where they were like i guess originally bred perfect and the final one the final pokemon that got requested surfetched i need mine but tosai mm, so oh so surfetched is honestly one of the cool things they did with this generation of like taking I really Pokemon. Like Surfetch. It's taking Pokemon that were forgotten and like beefing them up. I love this approach. No, this, I always loved Farfetch. I'm happy it's useful. Again, like these are again, we've often said everyone, every Pokemon is a favorite to somebody out there. And the fact that they took Farfetch, who you love, and actually made it good, like competitively and fighting wise, it's awesome. It's I not think like it's competitively, also- like you wouldn't use it like in a trick room. Throw in a trick room. It'll be fine. It's a, it's an awkward spot, but it's it's on the right team. It's usable. Yeah, it's, it's not, usable. It's usable. Yeah. I mean, it's not Obviously a game it's, breaker. It's, it's got cool abilities. It's got some niches. It can kill Kyogre and Groudon with Leaf Blade. Yeah, it's It can hit ghost types. Like, it's a cool mod. Yeah. I, I love the fact that they went with the giant leak because those are actually found in Europe, like the giant massive leaks that you see it used for like an act for a joust and it gets its own little shield. I think that's a really cool incorporation of not just 
the original idea of like Farfetch having the leak, but encouraging like the actual European ties to this Pokemon. I loved using this thing on my playthrough. Well, so you also do. You also did you mention knights? Yes, it is based on a knight. It, it, it's. A, I, I think you're going to say jousting. It kind of goes without saying. It's kind of like saying a fish, and oh, it lives under. It lives underwater, right? Hey, we made it through all of them. We did it. We did Yay. it. I'm gonna. You know what? In honor of Surfetched and Farfetched, duck season's just starting up. We had our first time last weekend. I, next ducks I get, I'm gonna cook them up with some leeks. Okay, that's a tribute. That's a tribute. <laughs> oh my gosh, and. Okay, now there were some, there were other ones that were on the list, but again, like I said, you only get the one, but there were others that we didn't want to mention because in the coming month, when it comes to October, we will be talking hopefully about more of them. Like there will be some that are coming up really soon. It, it felt kind of weird to be like, let's talk a little bit about it and then jump to the next one. You guys sent this list. You guys made this happen. You guys have kept us going for four years. Oh my gosh, can we just say though, like, thank you? Yeah, honestly, I'm shocked. Like, also, can I say something? Yeah, go for it. I want to thank the three of you. Oh, no, like, when I figured out what the hell was wrong with me last year and why I, you know, could never fix things and what I needed to do, you guys stepped up. Like, Lucas, you had pulled back because you were in Japan. And we're overworked. And Chris, like you stepped up to run all the editing that I was doing. And Don was the first person I came out to. So I just, I appreciate you guys. I, I love you. I love you three so much. And I'm happy that I, that I get to do this with you guys. I love y'all too. Y'all have been, you all, I literally work. dipped to Japan and you guys have helped stick, kept me through this. Like this is. Shout out to the three best people I've ever met on the internet. I want to give a special shout out to like all of y'all for Matt Madison. You've obviously we've been playing off each other for years now of just of sorts of our nonsense. I try and keep us a little bit on that straight. You keep going off on your own. Absolute you absolute jabronis recruited me. (laughs) I I mean I did I did. That was one of your best decisions was bringing in that giant goober. I do want to do more interviews and I, I really appreciate it. You, you know what I'm going to tell the fans that I'd really love? Mm. Like you guys have been so accepting and I appreciate that. Like having to face a personality that I didn't want to have anymore. And this past year has been as intense. But honestly, the gift I would love, reach out to the pot to, to, um, to the podcast Science Friday and let them know that they should have us on. Really? You're just gonna like fans, thank you for shameless and shameless plush. <laughs> Shill for me. Fans, hey, hold on, hold on. That is that would be like an amazing dream come true though. Cause I mean that show like t- interviews people who use science and education in like creative ways. I mean that'd be nice. I, I feel like I would love a- to get to talk. I mean, like, come on, how many people can say they go to conventions and essentially get paid to talk mm-hmm. about Pokemon and animals? I love our job. Well, I do. It's great. (laughs) I call it a hobby. (laughs) I love that you guys gave me something that I can do with my daughter. Mm -hmm. Going to conventions with her is so much fun. Yeah. I'm glad we have this. This is, this was my outlet. Unlike Dawn, we don't have to (laughs) worry about the amount she drinks. Uh, With, this was my outlet. When I started this, this was my way of trying to get out there because nobody back home would listen. 
I wanted people to understand that you can use these games as a template for education. And Madison, you showed me it could be used for things like social science. Don, you showed me how like things like being a hunter and being out there in the field, you can learn so much more than just staying out in your institution. And Chris taught me that if you just want to show up and help, that's sometimes all you really need. You all did great. And- I think I think that's the big takeaway. Just show up and help. Just show that's, up and help us, darn you. That's <laughs> me. To be fair, though, Lucas, previous, you know, other personality, other self uh, was kind of like, hey, it's a resume builder. Yeah, for me, it's just been fun. That's the only reason. I'm I mean, enjoying uh, it. I'm yeah, honestly, like, it's kind of why I stick around is I just have a fun time with y'all. I stick around so I can pester Don so he can make me the greatest Pokemon battler there ever was. <laughs> I, I'm only here because I'm hoping Lucas will start sending me plush. Good luck. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't me the Kyogre lure. I, I will find it. I will find it, but you're only because you said you pay me double because capitalism. All right, guys. So this has been a fun birthday. I'm going to go buy some cake. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for hearing our rambling for four years. We'll keep doing this as long as you guys keep listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. Please tell people about us. Tell us that you have fun with us. Send our word out there. Friday and tell them that they need to have us on. Chill for us. Chill as far and wide <laughs> as you can. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.